With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I can't believe he needs to be defended. If, if you know football and watch that game, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. It, it's just the nature of the game that uh, head coach and quarterback can get all the praise and get all the blame, and uh, I think he knows that. You know, he fought and made some really good plays for us Saturday. He's going to make some incredible plays for us going forward, and that's just the ups and downs of the game. We're already moving on towards this next week. We're already focused on on this week's opponent, Northwestern. We realize we have a a really good team in front of us, and and we're excited for that opportunity to go out there and play again in front of Memorial Stadium. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus. This segment of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill. With locations both in Omaha and Lincoln, get on into Tanner's here over the weekend as they will be your home to watch Nebraska football. It's a great place to go after the game. Get some wings, get some beer. Uh, check out any of those Tanner's locations in Omaha and Lincoln and get the wings. That's probably the, the best thing on the menu. It's one of my favorite things uh, to get when I go into Tanner's. But, Nate, let's talk Nebraska's offense here. When you look at this game last week, um, you knew if Nebraska was going to have any kind of chance – it was going to have to come on some big plays for the offense. And obviously those plays didn't happen. The passing game wasn't there. Um, Maurice Washington was hobbled. I mean, th- this offense, for whatever reason, is not right. It, whether it's Adrian Martinez just being a little bit off, whether it's the offensive line not protecting, particularly the right side, whether it's the snaps being too high in the air and Martinez now constantly jumps when he doesn't have to jump. And that throws off the timing of the play because he's worried about snaps being too high. Um, whether it's the receivers maybe not having the size and the physicality on the perimeter to win 50-50 balls that a year ago, Stanley Morgan, you could make that play to. There are so many things right now that jumped out, and I felt like Saturday night was a little bit of all of them. Yeah, it was a little bit of all of them. And then, oh, by the way, you mix in uh, Chase Young, who is arguably a top five overall draft pick who completely, if your timing isn't already screwed up <laughs> with all the other things that you just mentioned, Chase Young will screw it up in a, in a hurry because there's, there's Nebraska nor you know too many teams in the, in the entire uh, college football world have an answer for Chase Young and blocking a guy like that. And so, uh, but you're right. I mean, the, if Nebraska had a chance in this game, they were going to have to have some big plays offensively and, and, and not turn the football over and and that just did not happen, um, at least the big plays part. The, the turnovers did happen, and they happened pretty early and, and consistently. And um, you just can't give you know Ohio State the, the, uh, an advantage like that. And so uh, that, that is what, what hurt Nebraska. And, and you know, we'll see if, if they can kind of break out of this funk. But uh, for whatever reason, they, they definitely are hurting, and, and they're in some sort of funk right now. And here are the numbers from last Saturday, Nate. Ohio State – they had five quarterback sacks and 13 hurries, according to Pro Football Focus, um, in that game. And, you know, what it's almost, and Nebraska almost stopped passing in the second half. 
um, because it just wasn't working and the game was out of hand at that point. But Chase Young, you mentioned him. He had four hurries himself. He scored a 96.8 pass rush grade <laughs> and a 95.2 overall on pro football focus, which to my knowledge, um, and I'm going to bring in Mike Wheeler on this, those are about as high of grades, Mike, um, as you're ever going to see on Pro Football Focus. You and I do the numbers, but I mean, Chase Young, let me read those again to you. 96, 96.8 on pass rush, Mike, 95.2 overall on defense. I mean, you just don't see stuff like that. Uh, that Pro Football Focus just doesn't really give grades like that all that often. I mean, when you have grades that even get into the 90s and you're talking mid-90s, that's about as dominating of a performance that you're going to get out of anybody. Yeah, thank you for that, Mike, and uh, we'll hear from Mike later in the show on the mailbag. But um, And to put it into perspective, on the flip side, and, and not to pick on Matt Farniak here, but we're, we're just going to share the numbers here, Nate. Matt Farniak, he was graded, and I've never seen this before in, in, in the couple of years we've had access to Pro Football Focus. He received a 0.0 on his pass blocking grade. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, that tells the story of the night. You know, and, and like you said, you, you hate to pick on a guy, but. That is that's a that's you know that's, that's the number one pick going yeah. up against a guy that Who's is overmatched, overmatched, and, and probably out of position. Should probably be playing inside, uh, you know, at guard instead of tackle. And uh, but that is, I mean, that's a microcosm of of Nebraska's night, and really probably you know maybe to a, maybe to a lesser degree, their the season overall, um, you know, and, and why they're why they're struggling. It's just. You've got Adrian Martinez does not feel comfortable in the pocket. Um, you know, all his passes are, seem to be a little high, off target, rushed. I mean, whatever. Uh, there's there's a multitude of reasons why, uh, you know, he just doesn't seem to be himself in the pocket this year. Yeah, you, you look at it last week in that offensive line. You mentioned Juergens, uh, Farniak. Bo Wilson struggled this year, too, up front, and, and that's a guy that, you assumed coming back as a second-year starter was going to be more consistent. It hasn't been there. I mean, Hickson and Hymas have been the most – in terms of the grades, they've been about the best two at times this year for Nebraska on that line. I did think, Nate, though, when they went under center and they did some of the traditional double wing or eye formation stuff we saw, that actually gave the offense a spark. I mean, I thought it fit Dedrick Mills more with his running style. Mm -hmm. I thought it helped the offensive line just attack versus more of a patient run block style of the shotgun. So there was a lot if you're trying to get a positive angle from last week, which there weren't a lot. Um, but I thought that that look was a positive, and I think we will see more of that this week. Yeah, that was a really nice wrinkle that, that Frost and, and the, the offensive staff unveiled. Um, and it did. It, it let those guys uh, kind of get downhill a little bit and, and get aggressive and, and kind of push the tempo a little bit. Um, you know, and, and I think that was a lot more comfortable for, for everybody, you know, especially Diedrich Mills, where that's an offense that he was used to running out of at, a, at, at Georgia Tech. He, that's, he played essentially that fullback position at Georgia Tech where he was a freshman All-American. And, uh, and so I think that he read those blocking schemes a little bit better um, and, and maybe feel a little bit more comfortable there. Uh, and Greg Austin said earlier in the week that, you know, when they were going and running that and moving the football down the field and it forced Ohio State to, to call a timeout, that, uh, you know, his O-line, they're sitting there going, let's go, let's keep running it, let's keep going. Uh, but, you know, they kind of had to play a little bit of chess there and, and change things up, you know, because obviously Ohio State called timeout to to scheme against, how, you know, how to block that or whatever. That was but fun to watch. It I mean, was it just, was just seeing the excitement and how the stadium kind of oh, flipped. Man. I mean, it was like, whoa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, I felt like Ryan Day was like a basketball coach. Like, he went out there and did like a 20-second timeout, yeah. like a basketball coach. Yep. You don't see – 
a, a guy call a defensive timeout in that context very often, but you know, good coach, and they made some adjustments, and and it, and it worked obviously. Yeah, and it, yeah, it did work. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the 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 stadium just kind of erupted, and you could just feel this excitement swelling. Yeah, yeah like we should have been doing it this way the whole way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, you know, and. and and but that's something that we're going to continue to see it, and I'm sure that you know, knowing Frost and and Walters and the staff, I'm sure that they've got all sorts of wrinkles built off of that stuff going forward, and you know they're going to continue to maybe build off of that. So, um, you know, but that is an interesting piece of it all, and um, you know, and, and I and I, I like it. I, I think that it's good for you know you have to play to your players' strengths, and forever. I mean, I don't know, I can't remember how many times over the years we've been saying this, right? Don't don't try to force it to play to your players' strengths. Well. You got a running back who was, I mean, that he was a freshman All-American at a Power 5 conference running that, those types of, of plays. Um, you've got a quarterback. He's not a finesse back. No, he's I mean, not. He, a, he just, he's just a bulldog. Exactly. He wants to go. Yep, he's, he, he's going to be – every play he's shooting out of a cannon and, and – um, you know, he's not a guy that is going to tiptoe around tip-toe and yeah, the, the nuances of, of feeling the cutback is, you know, that's not necessarily his game. He's, he's getting downhill in a hurry. And so and let him get downhill in a hurry, switch it up. And, and I, I like that Nebraska did that. And, and again, we're, we're going to continue to see some more of that, uh, as, as the rest of the big 10 play unfolds, I think, especially if Mo Washington is continue to be battered and bruised. And, and that's really something Nate, and we won't know much about until game time, as we've seen him take a couple hits uh, the last few weeks. But when we come back, uh, we are going to shift over now to the defensive side of the ball as Nebraska's got a favorable matchup. But as we talked about earlier in the show, no Khalil Davis. Uh, So we'll discuss that more and get you ready for what the Blackshirts will see this week. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.